Welcome to part two of our three-part mini-series regarding COVID-19 in your small group ministry. Hey, everyone. Derek here along with... Steve and... Jay Cranda. Whoa, special guest. I love it. Hey, everyone. Uh, just thanks again for this uh, jumping in with us. Obviously, we're in the midst of, of a world that is in a lot of panic and a lot of fear. And as I said in the uh, first part, the, the church prospers in times of crises and bad economy. Uh, the early church thrived in persecution. And so uh, these episodes are extremely important. And what we want to cover in this episode is for those of your churches that may not have a small group ministry up and rolling, and you got to get it going like now, like yesterday and, and that. And so what we're doing is I brought in a special guest, Jay Cranda, who is our online pastor, has overseen it almost from the beginning, but has built all the infrastructure. And we are going to uh, run down five quick things so you can launch your small group ministry right now. We're going to talk about what's your model, and uh, we'll get those great insights from Jay on that. What's your platform? And then what's the group time are going to look like? If you're doing this thing, whether it's uh, online or at the house, how is this going to look? And then we're going to look at the curriculum and the sure options there so you can have that in place. And then what are the social tips, you know? Uh, like uh, Jay's picking his nose right now. That's socially, you know, keep your keep keep away from your face, man. I just don't know why. Why do you get the Pope thing, the, the glass container? And well, you I don't. It's because, you know, you guys are all both contaminated. So, <laughs> Jay, are you six feet away? Yeah, I am. I am. I am a good distance. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. So, Jay, uh, get us going in on this first question. You know, when we talk about what's your model, uh, words that are coming up are centralized or decentralized. Those are words maybe common for us, but the person who's just now listening and doesn't know, what, what are we talking about there? Yeah, so with specifically online groups, when people are kind of considering this, there's going to be two ways people meet. One is a centralized type of group. And what I mean by that is that all your group members or potential people that want to get into a group, they're going to come at a specific time. And you say, hey, we're going to meet at Tuesday at 7 a 7 p.m. local time, and we're going to meet on Zoom or Skype, and we're all going to meet together. And you centralize it so that you kind of teach them what an online group looks like. And so they literally, you welcome them, you watch the video together potentially, and you actually discuss it all together. And those can't be that big, of course. So if you have hundreds of people there, that's not going to be a great experience. But the key there by centralized is that you kind of teach everybody and, and there, there's a literally a low barrier of entry because the staff or the key volunteer host that online meeting. Yeah. And in, in the, uh, in this non virtual world, churches are used to that either in adult Sunday school, uh, which I learned, we don't abbreviate those words. And, uh, and also in uh, centralized gatherings like Saddleback does, we have uh, a lots of affinity based men's, women's couples, singles that meet on campus around tables and, and kind of do that similarly. So you're saying that uh, if they want to gather a group of people together, that is one option for them to do in the online environment. Yeah. And typically, you know, centralized groups, you know, at most churches that are already doing small groups, it's used to kind of connect the unconnected, the people that can't start groups by themselves. So you can't start a group with your friends. Hey, come at Tuesday at this time and meet here and we'll help you. And typically at centralized groups at churches, they have round tables and you sit there and they kind of group, you know, the staff groups them then. Um, the other model versus centralized is decentralized. And what I mean by that is you just tell your, your group host 
and your groups to kind of meet by themselves and you say, hey, we know we, we can't gather right now, but you can do an online group. And what you're going to do is I just want you to get together with your friends online and pick the platform. And I know we're going to dive into this. Yep. Uh, pick the platform that you and your friends use. And so meet at 7 or meet at 12 p.m., whatever works for you. Just meet at a specific time and jump on a call. And you can do two things. You can either all watch the study, you know, whatever way you're getting your video or your teaching material. Mm -hmm. um, watch it all together or just have everybody watch it prior. And then when you meet, li like a phone call, like on a Zoom call and just talk about it. So you can do centralized where everybody gathers at one moment. Or you can do decentralized and you just tell them to meet on, on their own platform in smaller groups. Yeah. For those of you pastors that are listening, one of the things that you, this relates to is that as you're, you may have to, and I know in, in California here, they have now uh, suggested groupings of over 50. And it looks like we may be pressing towards, you know, uh, not even meeting physically at all other than with family members with that. So uh, as we are going through that, that type of possibilities happening. So you can tell your congregants, hey, grab two of your friends. We're going to talk about platforms next of how you can do this, but your, your language is grab two of your friends and jump on this platform. And like I said, we're going to talk about that and curriculum. So don't get too far lost on me. But you want to tell them, grab a couple of friends. And for those that don't have friends, you're going to need a centralized time. And generally, that's going to be a Wednesday or Thursday, like at 7 p.m. for them to go to this, to this one platform you're talking about. So the first thing we just talked about there was, you know, you got to think through your model. You got to have a decentralized plan and a centralized plan. Okay, let's go to the second question, Jay. Now, platforms. You know, most churches uh, may not uh, have online environments already, so they're trying to figure out what what are the platforms that are available to us. Yeah. So the the main platforms that exist are Zoom. Zoom. Zoom is is a great platform because it provides a URL for people to single click on. Mm -hmm. um, other platforms like Skype. And WhatsApp and some of these other ones are, are good platforms too, but people have to be in your contact list. And there's that just takes usually some extra... Same thing for like Google Hangouts and yes. things like that? Yeah, Google Hangouts. Essentially, you have to add them some way to it. Where Zoom is open. You just essentially click and people join it. They do have to download software. So my encouragement is check out Zoom, check out Skype, Google Hangouts, um, even Facebook calling, um, even a a group FaceTime call or even a group phone call. Mm -hmm. um, these are all platforms, but regardless, I would encourage your groups either centralized or decentralized approach. Have everybody jump onto the call prior to the group time. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we recommend Zoom is because Zoom right now, you can take up to 100 people. So if you're thinking about your centralized gatherings, uh, you can go up to 100 and there's uh, some rumors that are out there. And I know our IT team is checking to it right now. They may go up to 1,000. Uh, another nice thing about Zoom is they had a 40-minute free version that they've just now suspended that. And so you can go longer than the 40 minutes for free. Uh, with them, which is a great thing. And then Jay, you told me that on the centralized Zoom things, they have a button that does what? Yeah. So for centralized groups, they have a button that you have to enable prior to your start of your group. But if you log in, it will actually auto divvy up large groups. So if you have 100 people on a call, you can actually press this button as the host and it will divide up, let's say, 100 people on a Zoom call into groups of three to four, whatever you predetermine. You do have the option you can self-select. 
how groups are divided up. But what you can do is you can all gather in the front end to go, hey guys, we're gonna meet together right now, watch a video or talk, and then you hit this button, they, they automatically get split up into groups of three to four, and they can talk, and then you, the host, can jump into individual groups, and then you press a button, and it can bring them all back together. And so you can kind of do centralized groups in a really cool way, but I would encourage you, make sure you test that out before you do it. Don't make it Tuesday the first time. Another cool thing I love about Zoom, Jay, is how simple they make it for you to record the entire video, and then you can share that with any group members who may have missed the group for some reason, right? Yeah. They allow you to either record to the cloud or record directly to your device. So after you hit the record button, and I would make sure before you do that, just say, hey guys, just FYI, we're going to record this if you're going to do it, because there might be some privacy things. Some people might not want to based off what they're sharing. But after you end, it will automatically save to your device. I did want to make one special note with online groups. There's two ways groups typically meet is they have a kind of a meeting space and then they have home base. And a meeting space is where they actually meet. So think of it as like my group meets at Steve's house at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then the home base is where conversation happens when the group is not meeting. Yeah, that might be a good dovetail into, you know, what's the group time look like? Because you're, you're getting into a little bit of the practice of saying, when I gather these people, what, what does this look like? And like in a small group, whether it's in the workplace environment, whether it's in the home environment, wherever it's at, you know, we're, we're thinking through, okay, we, we have some type of a, an icebreaker time. Uh, we have some type of a teaching component. It could be video. It could be inductive. It could be many, many different things. And then we go into uh, either an application – I mean, a discussion time and then an application. So, Jay, let's let's look at the uh, online environment. What's what's some of the best tools you've seen? We, we've got over. Oh, my goodness. We're pressing up again around 3000 uh, online groups that are floating out there. What are the best practices and what do we do with that that group time? And I know there's both what happens and then there's uh, these fancy words called a synchronistic yeah. and an asynchronistic zone. So we're expanding your vocabulary in the midst of this crisis. Yeah. So the typically a normal group, what, what it looks like is normally they meet at it's a very specific time and the host just welcomes everybody, just like a typical group. And and then you have like an icebreaker question, I would say, because the key with an online group is you got to get everybody comfortable with muting and unmuting. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I mean, we've all been on that call where somebody doesn't realize they're not muted and then they turn on the dishwasher, their kid starts running around. And then yeah, maybe, these are some of the social tips yes. we're going to be talking about because it, it drives you crazy. It does. I've been on, I've been on multiple Zoom calls, like mo- most of us the last couple of days. And there's always one time where like the person has to, the host has to go, hey, whoever's talking, can you just mute yourself? You know, and usually it happens because a person calls into a call and they don't realize that they have to hit mute on their phone. Yeah. And that's a that's a common thing. So that's why up front, what you say when you start the meeting, hey, guys, just FYI, while we're going, if you're not talking, can you just mute yourself so that we're not getting a bunch of chatter? Normally, as the host of a, like specifically on a Zoom call and a Skype call, you have the ability to mute anybody. So if somebody doesn't realize that they're muted, then you can go in and mute them. So welcome, everybody. And then go around and have some everybody say a word so that they're comfortable with muting and unmuting because the same dynamics are going to exist like normal groups you want everybody to talk yeah it's called crosstalk in 
in group life. Yeah. And so just make sure you do that. And then what you can do, you can either, you can have two options with online groups. And, and so this is the synchronized and asynchronized. So the synchronized approach, what I mean by that is that you can take that moment right then, you can share your screen on Zoom or Skype, and you guys can play a video if that's your model. Mm-hmm. And everybody could- Or a pre-recorded teaching that your senior pastor may do. And we're going to get into a lot of that uh, on the next question, but there's a there's a teaching component that happens next. Yeah. And you and can, it could be synchronistic or asynchronistic. Yeah, so synchronic, uh, synchronistic, uh, I can't say that. That sounds like a, anyway. I knew you didn't have enough coffee. <laughs> so the uh, what I mean by that is you guys all watch it together. Now, I will say just experience with having tons of online groups here at Saddleback, I, typically that's a weird moment if if you got even five to you know 100 people watching a video for 20 minutes there's not a lot of chatter and so most of our online groups actually watch it prior to meeting and so okay so that takes some commitment because if you're going to do a centralized approach that could be a little trickier because out of the you know 40 50 people you may have watching together it, it could you know go into that zone where you know four or five hadn't watched it so there's a little bit of commitment that's needed yeah there. so typically what that looks like for most of our hosts and I'll, I'll say that um, I do this with my own small group that means physically because we have like nine kids between all of us. And if we try to watch a video for 20 minutes, kids are going to run in, someone's bleeding. It's just crazy. Yeah. And so what happens is typically the day before or the week before there's communication around, hey, next week, watch this video here. Or it's, hey, by the way, and I, I'm the host of my group. So I, I text them the week before and then two days before. Hey guys, don't forget to watch this video here. Because when we get together, we're just going to discuss. So this, So you can do a welcome an icebreaker question where you're getting everybody to talk, you can either choose to watch the video together or everybody's watched it prior and you're always going to have people that didn't watch it and that's okay. If you get enough percentage, you just kind of move forward. Yep. And then then you have discussion and then depending on the curriculum that you're using, you just discuss and the host asks the same questions and just go through and everybody talks about it. And then you end with prayer and then, every, and then what happens, everybody shares a prayer request and then the write down and then you end. And so it's very... Really, there's not that much difference between an online group and a physical group outside of the space or the method of how you're meeting. The key is you got to figure out some of the small stuff like mute yourself when you're not talking, you know, camera angles. That's a big thing. Like well, We're going to get into that. We're gonna, don't, don't get I'm ahead getting ahead. I'm getting ahead. I mean, you didn't take your medication either, did you? I mean, I can tell you're popping all over the place. So, man, it's cool. Hey, 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 that's private. I shared that in a small group. You can't share my medical info. This isn't recorded. Don't worry about it. Don't. This isn't recorded. So, you know, Jay, also usually in a home group, when we're talking about the group time, home groups will generally uh, meet anywhere between 90 minutes and like 120 minutes. Same type of uh, uh, format that you, you see on that part of it too? Yeah, I would say typically that they do tend to be shorter because typically they're not watching the video together. I right. will, so that's one big difference. But all the same stuff happens. People talk too long, progress go too long. All those same dynamics yep. that happen. Life happens and you have to pause. So I would say it's a very normal type of experience online. No, that, that's great. So it leads to our, our fourth one right there. And so now let's talk about the curriculum because this is where pastors are going to get a little bit scared on uh, 
uh, with that. And so we, we want to talk about, you, you know, we're, you got to set up the question times and all that. And that's going to be an important thing also to talk about. But let's talk about the video content first. And then let's talk about how do we develop the questions uh, with that. So let's let's tackle the, the video piece first. And uh, Jay, what what's, you know, what are some common video pieces uh, that you have? And uh, Derek, you may know some too. And then uh, I've got a couple you know, bolts ready for you. Yeah, I would say the easiest way if you wanted to do this like right away is just have your pastor or you, the small group pastor, record something that's like 10 minutes long. And so do something and just upload it to YouTube unlisted. That's that's the simplest way. If you wanted to decentralize your small group training right now. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some platforms that that you could pay to get some curriculum, right? Like where- sure, sure. I mean, there's and there's all kinds that are out there that uh, you could you could pay to receive. I know right now media has got some uh, uh, smallgroups.com, smallgroups.com, smallgroup.com, small group. Yeah, yeah. Small group is with Lifeway. Small groups is with Christianity Today. Uh, so there's different platforms that have pre-done video curriculum that is ready for you. Uh, but I think the mo- the best one I would say is that. Your sheep want to hear from your pastor, especially during this crisis time. So even if a pastor, I know one church, the the pastor comes off the platform on Sunday, he records a summary of his message, and you could take a a point out of your message too, uh, depending on what the church, and this could be done on your iPhone, this could be done on your Android phone. Uh, The video quality is good enough for you to to create a video portion. Another option is to do it off the weekend message. So using like, so at our church, we do something called talk it over. And Mm -hmm. so the idea is that we have some volunteers that create some questions based off the weekend message. And that would just be empowering somebody now to, when they watch your pastor's message, write up six discussion questions. So if you want to do small groups now, and you don't know what to do at uh, saddleback.com forward slash talk it over. Uh, it, there is a video and a non-video. And if you use the video portion, they are literally taking clips of Rick's message and then pausing it and doing questions and then and then watching video and that. So it is hardwired in. So you can have video curriculum right now if you go to small group, I mean, uh, saddleback.com forward slash talk it over. And Jay, I like what you just alluded to going back to your previous point, um, about if the host is on their desktop computer and let's say they're screen sharing what they see, I mean, they can make the curriculum thing so easy right now by simply just picking out a portion of the weekend message. They don't even have to record something extra special after that. Just pick out a portion, screen share it. Hey, everybody, we're going to watch Pastor on this point. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes. Literally, screen share. You just had your video content and boom. As yeah. long as you have those questions, you can just run with yeah, it. Yeah, and and really the big thing about the small group discussion, specifically the way our church does it with Talk It Over, it's about putting the message into action. Yep. And so it's really simple. It's like, okay, like our church this weekend, we talked a lot about mobilizing because of what's going on in the world right now. So it's like, hey, what is our group going to do? Or is anybody in our family affected? And so we start talking about that. So watching the weekend and then have, using that as small group material is really seamless and, and really easy because you already have that mechanism on creating content. Versus having to spin up something new. Right. Uh, a couple other things that, that you can use out there uh, are some things that are pre-made that may not be video, you may not be comfortable with. But uh, Drive Time Devotions is an app uh, that uh, it's a 10-minute uh, verse-by-verse. You can pick a book of the Bible and you can listen to that prior and, and talk to the questions. 
another one that is out there is Daily Hope. Uh, Pastor Rick writes a daily devotion every day. It's posted up on Daily Hope. You can get that sent to your email box. That's another content generator um, that that you can have right there. And another thing that's going to be posted in the show notes is uh, how about we use the Bible. Uh, what a novel concept to dig out, go deep, go deep and, and go to the ancient word. And one of the things that's going to be posted, I uh, pulled this off with the, with the navigators and it's just a, a great inductive process that you can use. Uh, they have it all broken down as setting up the context with the, uh, the context with the ABCs, uh, asking what does the, the Bible say? That's your observation questions. They're already pre-done questions for you right there. What does it mean? That's the interpretation part. And then uh, what Jay just alluded to, and so did Derek, is how does the principle apply specifically to one area of my life, like right now? And so uh, you can have plenty of content that's right there. And like I said, you can go to the show notes and you can uh, look at those questions a little bit more uh, detailed. Anything else, gentlemen, on curriculum that we need to discuss I, I one suggestion if you're going to think about youth and different things like definitely consider like uh, the Bible Project YouTube channel. I mm-hmm. think that they do a really good job of making the Bible specifically engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, even for adults, it's engaging for me. But I think thinking the visuals. You are a child. <laughs> so I'm the only one sitting down. I don't know why. I do feel like a child right now. Um, so, but I, I definitely think think be creative. Look out there on on different things that are engaging because I know. Everybody is trying to think about small groups, not just the adult ministry. Yeah, let me, and also I'll put this, we'll put this in the show notes also is uh, give you a link to our children's online and to our student online. And uh, also we'll give you, you know, a, 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 you know, link for, you know, the Saddleback online uh, for the adults. But those will be two great resources with you as you're talking about, you're thinking through a curriculum. So uh, Derek, anything else you're thinking about? I wanted to jump back real quick. You had, uh, Jay, mentioned about screen angles when recording a Zoom call or some call. Why are you guys getting ahead of me? Why are <laughs> you guys getting ahead of me? I'm dealing with amateurs right I now. I make sure we're not I, forgetting that critical piece. Yeah, I know. Wait, Which wait, wait. I'm going to get you back in your good grace. Another great curriculum is one of your books, Steve. Oh, yeah. That is, see? It's, you can go through your books. Is that better? Go. Did I get back? I don't know which book you're talking about. I know. About, that's but, true. I know. But that's that a good, good save Planning for small save. groups. With All right. Let's go to social tips. Both these guys are wanting to be, you know, have social high IQ, which obviously I social don't. Social hygiene. Uh, that, so, uh, thank you. That's mm. going to be important in a virtual because you know how those bugs go over the internet. So, Derek, you're off already. Uh, Jay, give us some social tips that we got to be thinking about with this whole whole virtual piece. Okay, so big stuff. Think about your audio. Think about where you're actually set up to actually have the conversation. Don't not near dishwashers, loud stuff, windows, um, some stuff you can't control. Just but be aware of where you're going. And um, that, that's very applicable in the small group world too, because you th- you think through where are the dogs, where are the cats, where are you know the children. You know that's a good question to understand, and you know <laughs> where, those things. Yeah, I have a friend that I whenever I talk to him, he lives in New York City, and there's always like he's downtown somewhere, and I always hear like the emergency cars going by. He can't control that, but it's it's pretty funny. So think about audio. Think about your video, meaning like how the angles. So if you're turning on your video, like make sure that you you can you you have stuff in the back that you want to be in the back of of, of your actual ang- angle. Um, there's platforms like Skype now actually will auto blur your background, which is a really nice software. Mm. Zoom doesn't have that, 
But uh, if you use a platform like Skype, you can actually blur whatever's behind you. But think about what's behind you. Think about the actual angle of the camera. Like, it, are you pointing it up? So if you're using like a laptop and your screen is, is kind of angled up, you don't want a camera looking up your nose. I'm just going to tell you. It l- leads to a very weird no conversation. double chin. No double chin. That's yes. What, that's why I always shave my nose hair. So, <laughs> that's yeah. good. Thank you. That's good. I have one of those. Um, and so. The, <laughs> Let's edit that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the. No, leave it in. Um, it's natural organic um and the other thing is um just tricks if you have a weird angle with your camera you can always just be creative use boxes around the house okay i've done this so many times where i've used like my kids like you know like checkers box and i i just set up the right angle and then lastly think about a lighting yeah think about where you're actually trying to do it the key is you don't want light behind you because the camera is trying to focus and the more light you let in, the more it's probably, especially the smaller camera you use. Because if you're using a camera on your computer, it's not that high power of a camera. And it's trying to recognize you. So normally put a window um, actually in front of you. And that will um, actually so light build you. a window in front of you. Yeah, so yeah build it, a front right This out. is a DIY project. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is why the boxes come in. You get creative on your angles. Yeah, there you go. And so, and so I typically like to have like, I, this is me getting way technical, but I like to have the light like, on the right side of my face and so yeah this is way technical and then i use like my my curtains to close and i kind of look at it but just be aware of sound your video and your lighting those things are very important and be creative you can put your your computer on all sorts of stuff i will say lastly basket yeah laundry basket there's trust me of all sorts of stuff be aware of how flimsy the setup is because what you don't want is you don't want to look like you know you're shaky the whole time especially if you're typing but those are things to think about just basic uh, kind of hacks. Now you, you brought up before you said it way earlier in the show, but your mute button and yeah. knowing where that's at and just think through, uh, you know, if you got a, if you got a sneeze, uh, first off, the people are going to be freaked out and thankful they're not meeting with that's you. True. Uh, but if you, if you got to do anything like you got to yell at the kids, if you got to yell at the dog, kick your dog. Uh, you know, kicking the dog's pretty silent if it's a crisp kick, uh, you know, it just whimpers. Uh, but, you know, you got to be able to think through, you know, uh, hit hit the mute and, uh, the mute button and just knowing where that's at. Yeah, so. and I might even play a little game up front where you're like, hey, guys, let's try it. Mute, unmute. Um, and then also you as the host figure out how to mute people prior if you need to. That, that's another great point because as the host, uh, especially if you're going to do the uh, synchronized video or our content portion, you want to, you want to mute everybody so that when you're playing, uh, the content in whatever form it's in that, you know, people aren't yelling at their kid right in the middle when the pastor's praying or something like that. So it's right there. So just recapping real quick, we talked about, you know, what kind of model you're going to use. It's, you're going to have to have a centralized or decentralized model that, that is playing out there. We talked about the different platforms. Obviously zoom is one of the ones that we would highly recommend it's free and they are really working with us during this COVID-19 piece. We, we talked about, you know, what does the group time uh, look like, uh, you know, both in length, uh, you got to be thinking through your questions a little bit right there. If you uh, aren't a question writer, uh, then, you know, I'd encourage you to use the talk it over at saddleback.com uh, forward slash talk it over because we'll have all those done uh, for you. Uh, we uh, talked about curriculum. Uh, what's the content piece going to be looking like? Uh, we challenge you, you know, obviously use uh, God's word during this time. Going into God's word is going to be probably one of the best things, but we give you other great things like Daily Hope, Drive Time Devotions, video from your pastor, uh, some of the other platforms that are out there, and then the great social tips that you guys were relentlessly 
talking about and wanting to do all through the show, which was not very social aware on your parts of looking at the script. So if I shamed you good enough, I have been a great leader, uh, not. Uh, but Derek, bring us home, close us out. Uh, what's the third part look like? Yeah, make sure and stick around for part three of our mini-series regarding COVID-19 and your small group ministry. The next one, part three, is going to be all about 10 checkpoints to know your group is healthy. All right. It's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website at smallgroupnetwork.com to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.